Hi, this is Ernie Hudson, and you're listening to Candair Podcast. And welcome to another episode of Canned Air, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And boy, what a special episode we have for you today. We are not in the studio like we typically are. We are in downtown Dayton, Ohio. On location. Dayton's first and Ohio's oldest comedy club. Honored to be here and also honored to be here with club owner... And not o- not only club owner, actor, writer, stand-up comedian, and host of the Life Radio Show, Mr. Don Smith. Thank you so much for being here, Don. Uh, thanks for having me. I, pre- I appreciate being in my own club. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for having us come here to talk to you. Yeah. You know what I mean. No, thanks for having us in your club. It's awesome to be here. It's like I was telling these guys. I remember hearing uh, Wiley's Comedy Club uh, commercials on the radio all the time growing up. And now, here we are, potting right in front of this stage that has had some amazing comedians on it. Oh, yeah. Maybe 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 some that weren't so amazing too, but I think every comedy club has that, right? Oh, we, yeah. we heard some of Don's stories before we started. But we're going to have a great time today in our retro roundtable since we're at a comedy club. We're going to be talking about some of our favorite and least favorite comedians and um, projects they've done. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And after that, we're going to turn our full attention over to Don and talk about the life radio show, the club we're in, and boy, just a whole lot more things. But before we do all that, don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandAirPod and on Instagram at Canned underscore Air. And if you like what your boys are doing over here, want to throw a little cheddar our way, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandAirPod, where for $5 a month, you can get access to the Canned air patreon pod a show we do once a month that's uh only paid people get the privy to right right mm-hmm. and a shout out to will ortero our newest patreon member yes yes thank you will we got to get to him a pen i'm sure he's just excited just beside himself with anticipation for that <laughs> pen right but we gotta we gotta pay it forward any way we can uh what else am i forgetting gentlemen hey jack do you like playing games i love to play games are you oh, free Jesus. friday night <laughs> <laughs> It's Tuesday, Randy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so Tuesday night at 9 p.m., Jack and I play uh, some games on uh, our Facebook page and win some prizes, listen to me be an idiot. You know, it's a fun time. Good time. Yeah. Good prizes, too. Maybe. <laughs> if the production works out right. <laughs> it, I like that you guys' back and forth you put together. It kind of turned out like a who's on first kind of a thing. <laughs> hey, Jack, what are you doing? Anyway. Anything else before we move on? That's it. Let's kick it off with this week's Retro Roundtable. Engage. I'll be back. Shut up! Shut up! All right. Shut up. Favorite comedians. Who would like to start? Randy, you want to kick us off? Sure. I mean, I guess uh, my favorite, one of my favorites, I grew up listening to on Thomas the Tank Engine, uh, George Carlin. So oh, I say Ringo, he's not a comedian. <laughs> yeah, I used to, I was obsessed with Thomas the Tank Engine when I was like five and six, and always used to love the sound of Mr. Conductor. And uh, 
Yeah, he got a little older and was like, oh, hey, this guy sounds like Mr. Conductor. Oh, hey, he is. <laughs> hey, that's Mr. not on Thomas Conductor was giving you life, life lessons yeah. as you got older, I right? learned all kinds yeah. of fun words from Mr. Conductor that I could take back to. Yeah. If, that you can't say. Yeah. They're, yeah. Those are the ones you want to. <laughs> if anybody ever wants to get in my head, George Carlin's album, It's Bad For You. Mm-hmm. Listen to that album, and boy, you have a front row seat to what's going on up here. Yes. It's, it's just perfect. I love it. I is that the older one, or is that like the No, it was, uh, I think, his second to last before he died. I, I want to say I it's like, it a one, two, yeah. like early 2000s, yeah. something like that. But it's really good. Listen to it. <laughs> see why see I'm so jaded with life. <laughs> <laughs> you see his little appearance in uh, Bill and Ted. Oh yes, yes, yeah. yes. Awesome the hologram. When he greetings, my up, excellent. Like, How are they doing? It? Oh, it's just a hologram. All right. Yeah, <laughs> but at least they did that. You know, yeah, it was still cool to see that. Stuff. And uh, what about his cameo? And have you uh, everyone here, Jay and Silent Bob, Strike Back? Have you guys seen that film? Uh, yeah, I believe I have. That's that's where he he played the uh, the priest. That was Dogma. The, yeah, but that was Dogma. But, okay, but okay, it was the, right, the View Askew right. uh, universe. Yeah. But uh, he was the hitchhiker and talked about taking a shot in the mouth to get. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's the first rule of the hitchhiker book. You want to get a few miles down the road, you got to take a shot in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. But good pick, good pick. Um, and Dogma, man, I forgot about Dogma that, totally. That was that was a good movie. I, so I don't good. Rem- I don't remember if I've seen the Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, but I thought Dogma was a was a fun movie. I think he probably watched the better of the two. Yeah, um, oh, yeah, definitely. The Jay and Silent Bob movies aren't. Uh, aging very well, and the new one yeah. that just came out was the reboot. Horrible, <laughs> yeah, fucking horrible. But um, yeah, Dogma was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. I dig. I'm gonna have to watch that one again. <laughs> All right, Don, we're over to you. Favorite right. comedian? Oh man, there there are so many to choose from. There really are. Of mm-hmm. course, uh, if you, if we're going all time favorite, who kind of influenced my comedy a little bit uh richard jenny just because of his rants the way he would if, if you've ever listened to richard jenny i haven't oh, yeah. no. uh, i think one of his early specials was uh, boy from new york city uh he he was brilliant he uh isn't with us anymore he was uh depression depression's a, a, a monster that preys on comedians yeah. it seems but uh, he, he was uh, the the rants that he would do. There was one in particular where he talked about his his dad. Of course, every dad has that. You know, whatever whatever you think you know, you don't know. It's like, Dad, I'm getting a little hungry. Hungry? You don't know what it is to be hungry. <laughs> when I was a boy, there was no food at all. We used to suck lint right off the carpet in those days. And I had eight brothers. If you didn't get home early, you went to bed with no lint when I was a kid. Then he'd just go on these rants where you didn't have time to stop laughing to hear the next joke and every bit of it you'd have to listen to it three or four times to hear everything that was on the rant because you can't so relate by the end yeah. of it <laughs> that's amazing because <laughs> we've he, all he had was, that dad right? he, he didn't get to do a lot of movies the only movie i remember him being in as anything other than like maybe an extra or a background or right you know yeah. a very minor character he was if you remember the movie matt the mask with jim carrey yeah he was jim carrey's friend that worked at the bank with him. Yes, yeah, really. That, that was, was Richard Jenny. That's, right. was, uh, that's one of the few movies I remember seeing him in. 
which, wow. is, which is a shame because it was such a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> you think that one's bad? They just kept getting worse with the sequel. Oh, yeah, yes. Really. Yeah, I, th- I think I watched one of the sequels and I was like, ah, no, nothing, nothing <laughs> if more. If the sequel goes right to DVD, let it be a warning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is as bad as Dumb and Dumberer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. That was horrible. <laughs> horrible. But yeah, D- uh, Richard Jenny, if, if you haven't seen him before, definitely check him out. I, uh, I will. He, he's he's definitely his mind and his rants. He's definitely one of my favorites, and he's just uh, one of the things about him I always found interesting is he did not want to be in front of an audience. He did not like performing because he started out as a comedy writer, but people would butcher his jokes so bad that he finally just started doing them <laughs> himself. Because, he, but but he was brilliant. But he did not like being on stage. He did not like the actual performing. Wow, that's just crazy. the craft. It's, you know, that's and that's intriguing. Yeah. You know, uh, I heard uh, George Harrison. Even after the Beatles had broken up, he was still doing solo. He was doing solo tours. Right. Uh, this guy would still get so nervous before every show. He would be vomiting yeah. and just beside I, I himself. I know a lot of a lot of stand-up comics that have been performing for years that still get that. It's, it's I mean, amazing, isn't it? It's I, I got else. there for a while. I was going up so often it didn't really bother me. But if right. I went up now, because I haven't, I haven't performed on stage since January. Right. And if I went up right now, I'd be a wreck. Because when, when I was only performing like every week, every other week or something like that, I mean, there's a lot that goes through your head before you go on stage. Sure. And I would, especially if I was going to try new material, mm-hmm. I'd, I wouldn't want people around me beforehand and the, and the bad thing is especially as as a club owner if I'm performing here I have duties I have to do right and I don't want to do them because I'm so in my head before I go on stage and so I can definitely see those nerves even for somebody that's been a veteran yeah it, it's not something that really ever leaves you because you're really to get up on stage and do comedy you're doing a thing that just doesn't make any sense you know, <laughs> you're, you're going up trying to be the funny man to a room full of people that you don't know that are all drinking and they all have the expectation that you're going to make them laugh. That's a nerve wracking situation by yeah, itself. The most nerve wracking yeah. in my opinion. And, and so right. many people have a fear of public speaking anyway. Right. I used to. I actually, before I started performing comedy, I would get terrified to speak publicly right and now having done this show for so long having doing comedy for so long it doesn't really bother me (laughs) but still to go up on stage because like i said that being in front of people that have the expectation that you're going to be funny Mm -hmm. that's a lot of pressure (laughs) right (laughs) i I honestly can't imagine anything else being more having more pressure more more pressure on your shoulders than that like Mm -hmm. i I used to play music in Mm -hmm. bars and stuff and yeah, I was get crazy yeah. nerves yeah. to the point where I had sweat running in my eyes. But at the same time, you know, you're up there with a bunch of people. You're hiding behind instruments yeah. and stuff. Like you, you're an exposed and, nerve well, yeah. up on this stage. When, when you're, you're when you're playing uh, an instrument in a bar, you're not the center of attention. No, I mean they're they're listening, they're enjoying, but they're still. I mean they're relaxing. You don't have the. When you're up there by yourself on stage performing and trying to make people laugh, all eyes are on you. Mm. And that's <laughs> right. Not winning no. me over, Don. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I start. I started off. Uh, I started off uh, in theater, in live theater, uh, before, long before I ever thought about doing stand-up comedy. And uh, as my 
early to mid-20s, I started performing in local theater. And even that, it's not the same. It's not the same as being up because you have a script that's written and tested and you have, you know... Anyway, I think we got a little off track. <laughs> we do oh, that. Oh, no, I'm <laughs> hanging on to every word. But no, it's it's a uh, it's it's a different animal. Absolutely, yeah. uh, it's something that I've always I would love to be ambitious enough to try, but I I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just you don't you know. should try it once. You should go up and bomb and then get it over with. Hey. I'm just I'm just saying because I've heard that. I mean, that's what you have to, to do. Yeah, yeah you have to, to do that. My third. My first two shows that I did went really well. I did a set at Dayton Funny Bone, then I did a set here at Wiley's long before I thought I would end up as an owner. Cause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but my third set, I, I was at a bar in Fairborn, Ohio called The New Chapter. Okay. And <laughs> it was on a religious. Tuesday night. And it was like... It, it, it was a show that went on monthly, but it seemed like every time it happened, nobody in the bar knew it was supposed to be there. <laughs> so you're going into this bar full of, you know, local regulars that have no idea you're going to be coming up and performing, even though it's the same people that you were there a month ago. <laughs> but on a Tuesday night, if you're in a bar, you're not there to laugh. <laughs> you're no. there because something's wrong. <laughs> you drowning my, out uh, depression. Oh, yeah. Right? Through my entire set, the only thing I heard, and can I cuss on your show? Of course. Oh, okay. The only thing I heard that entire set was there was some drunk old lady at the bar that just, in the middle of me telling a joke, just went, my God, this is fucking awful. <laughs> oh Thanks, I Mom. I didn't hear a laugh the whole night, but that rang crystal clear when I was on stage. It's like, let's get her on stage. Yeah, Ladies and gentlemen, my mother. Yeah, I, I went ahead and finished my set, and I got off stage, and I thought if I didn't have other shows booked already, I probably wouldn't do this anymore. Yeah, but thank God you did. You know? it's, it, but it's it's a devastating thing when, yeah. when you're up there because that's exposing yourself, literally, because you're digging into what your experiences are and talking about you, yeah. and when that gets rejected, it's a painful thing <laughs> well i'll just let you tell me about it i don't know if i want to experience <laughs> that quite yet but we'll get there we will get there maybe 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 not jack <laughs> tim allen oh, oh. <laughs> yeah that's it too just it was i want to say it was just around the time just after home improvement came on hbo he had a special that was on really yeah. I've never seen his stand-up. I'd be oh, so intrigued. It's pretty raunchy, right? Yeah, he is. He's very raunchy, kind of like uh, Bob's. Not a, not quite as bad. No, as he was so. never he's as more bad as... The, it's the and, language Well, thing. the biggest, biggest difference between Tim Allen and Bob Saget is Tim Allen was funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but he was on... His act was pretty much Tim the Toll Man Taylor just yeah. talking about uh, just ramping up everything. Of course, he didn't have the, the failure like he did is Tim the Toolman right. Taylor where Al would come and oh, I don't think like, so yeah. like the brunt yeah. for all his jokes it yep. was Al yeah 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 yeah. make him the ass of his jokes but yeah he was hilarious I don't it's been so long I don't remember a lot of the stuff that he would talk about mostly I think one of them was about tap dancing with a vacuum cleaner yeah. how you're just sitting there vacuuming and there's that one spot you go over and then you tap dance with it try to kick it around and yeah. he talked about hooking up some kind of like huge blower motor to it and 
<laughs> ramping yeah. it up. He's like, this will suck the butt out of a cat. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, then but he was talking about run. Dustin on one, kind of how men do housework, you know. Like, yeah. like Dustin, you don't, you don't have time to move all that stuff out of the window. <laughs> Here's a better way to dust. You just duct tape the small shit down and fire up a leaf blower. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I could get behind that, yeah. right? Yeah. I could get behind that because dusting sucks. <laughs> yeah, t- Tim, Tim Allen, he, I, I enjoyed him back yeah. then. Yeah, yeah. I, I, a movie comes to mind that he and Christy Alley did in the 90s. Uh, for richer or poor? Do you remember this? Film? I do remember that. One. I it's remember been a long time. I don't yeah, remember, I remember seeing, seeing that. that. They were like upscale, like socialites, had a lot of money. I think they were being audited or something. Like the government was looking for them. I think they had been committing tax evasion, so they were hiding out with the Amish. Yep. They lived <laughs> with the Amish forever. <laughs> I don't remember much about it other than Tim Allen and Christy Alley were in it, but it was uh, it was fun. I think last time I saw it was in the theater. The That's prime of Kirstie Alley's career. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> she had a yeah, prime. Yeah, that was during Cheers. I yeah, think that was that was the, that was what she had. Uh-huh. Cheers and look who's talking. That was look who's <laughs> talking. Oh, yeah. oh my God, not I forgot two, about just, those. Right. <laughs> just, <laughs> was she Which, not in the second one? It wasn't one? any good either. Uh, I think she was in the second was one, but I yeah, think John so, Travolta yeah. was in the second one also. Yeah. But it was yeah. the babies that were talking. Right. Yeah. That just they just kept getting. Yeah. Look who's talking now. Yeah. They just kept getting worse. That led to Sharknado. Oh, it always comes back to Sharknado. Because they figure at this point we can't get any worse. Right. Just put a shark in a tornado and call it done. Oh, man. Yeah, uh, Tim Allen was a good pick. I would have never thought of him. But um, I guess my pick's going to be kind of going uh, back to what Don was saying about someone who uh, was taken in their prime, Mitch Hedberg. Oh, I oh. love Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg was amazing. And I don't remember seeing him in much of anything. I think his career was just ramping up. I do yeah. remember, though, he was he played um, like the count. He worked the counter at the uh, the hangout on the 70s show. I can't remember what it was called. OK, yeah, the 70s show version about. of Arnold's or whatever yeah. it was. You know what I mean? The the, the hub or whatever. I don't remember. But what he, that was. he worked the concession area there in a yeah few I, I don't remember him being in that that's weird it was it was like it wasn't a consistent role right. just like an episode or two but his comedy was so funny i mean he didn't like uh it was just very quick one-off jokes yeah, yeah. for yeah, like the, an hour one-liners i i there's one-liners there's I, I don't get how they do that i don't either i think I have it's to in have your a delivery string of jokes i have bits i have you know exactly one-liners there's a, a dayton area has one of the best one-liners i know michael wells he uh he's he's still newer he's been doing comedy about as long as i have but he does some brilliant one-liners and he's been i've heard a lot of people compare him to mitch hedberg and i oh yeah yeah, he, yeah he's michael wells is brilliant he yeah, has some to look the, into him if he's like mitch i mean i think the show tonight he's on he's actually set the show tonight up Really? Uh, yeah. Hashtag WTF comedy. Because <laughs> his his name on social media is Mike WTF Wells. I see. Okay. <laughs> okay. But yeah, there's a show tonight. I think Karen Jaffe's headlining, and I think Mike Wells is running the show because he's here oh. quite a lot. Yeah, and Mike Mike is a brilliant one-liner comic. Wish I didn't have plans now. <laughs> stick around. Mitch Hedberg had to grow on me because I remember first seeing him was like on the. It was like the half hour comedy hour on on Comedy Central, I think, when I first saw he him a couple do, of times. Yes, yes, yes. And I think I was a little too young to catch any kind of sarcasm or just really understand the jokes until I got a little bit older. And yeah. he he had this one joke, and uh, it was so freaking funny. He's like, I bought a Kit Kat the other day. 
when I opened it up, I saw Kit Kat was impressed on the top of the candy bar. He said, I figure someone at Kit Kat owes me two Ks, two T's, an A and an I in chocolate. <laughs> you know, the depression, I, I butchered the joke, but you get what I'm saying. It was just as quick as that line, that's over, he's starting another joke. You know, there was just, one that I wanted to yeah. say, but I butchered it too, it was about golfing and about hitting the ball and yelling four, but then he hit someone in the head or something like that. Uh, it was so bad, but it was so funny. <laughs> this was a Mitch joke? Yeah. I think he's got, what, two albums out? Yeah, he's, Is that right? he's got something like that. Two, I think three. he's had a couple of specials. Yeah, yeah. yeah and they are just hilarious. Yeah. Check them out if you're ever in the need for something funny. Yeah, one of my favorites of his is, of course, the... Uh, uh, escalator can never break down. It just becomes stairs. It just becomes yeah. stairs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'll, ne you'll never see temp in escalator out of or order. You just see escalator, escalator temporarily, temporarily stairs. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Thank you for the convenience. <laughs> escalator, escalator temporarily, temporarily stairs. stairs. Oh my God, that is great. Yeah, but you, you should that. definitely check out Mike Wells. He, you, I will. you would you would really enjoy him if you like Hedberg. He. Uh, Mike doesn't like the comparison. He likes Hedberg. He just doesn't like to be compared to other people. <laughs> I, I can see that. Yeah. I, if someone he, trying he, to make uh, their own name and stuff, yeah. He, he, does, he does a couple that I, I've seen him do very well, and I've seen him do not very well because it's sometimes he gets really aggressive with his one-liners. Hmm. And there's, there's one that I remember because he does it several times throughout his set. It's the same joke. He just does it several times throughout his sets. It's like, hey, hey, I'm a competitive person. I just tried heroin to see if I can beat it. That's the most addictive rope. <laughs> yep. yeah, what, what I can't remember the whole thing now. That's what's funny. Is I, I, I'm a competitive person. I, I just tried heroin to see if I can beat it. And now I'm addicted to heroin. Because <laughs> it's heroin. I can't beat it. That's the most addictive joke I've ever written. And then a couple minutes later, it's like, I tried heroin to see if I could beat it. <laughs> yeah, but I think he does that usually three or four times throughout a set. He'll just come back to that. Yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the crowd goes crazy when he does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very good. Very good. And that brings us back over to Randy. All right. I'm going to go out on a limb here with least favorite, and I'm sitting in the middle, so i got to keep an eye on who's throwing stuff at me. I was never a fan of Jerry Seinfeld. Just what? Never, I just, I never got his comedy. I never, I don't know. I just, he doesn't make me laugh. My wife's the same way. She just doesn't, I mean, maybe it's not so much his comedy, but the show, but it's, the show's based on his comedy. Seinfeld kinda. is like Bob Dylan. You're either all in or you're all yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. She just yeah. does not get the humor at all. And I'm sitting there rolling on the floor laughing about <laughs> stuff. No, I, I never, I never cared for the show. I never cared for Seinfeld's comedy. I respect the hell out of him as a comic. And one of the things he did, because right now, in the past several years, there have been a lot of comics that, have, that haven't done a special in a long time, and now they're coming out with Netflix specials. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Dave Chappelle. And I, I love Dave Chappelle. I love him to pieces. He was brilliant 10 years ago. <laughs> and, and he is again now. But when he came out with that first special, he was off. He was off his game. Which because special he are you referring do, to? I, the, the first one he did when he came back. I can't remember what it You're what talking it's called. within the past, like, two? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, the new ones that he came out with, that first one. And the reason is he hasn't performed in a long time. Mm. Comedy is about performance, and that's a big part of it. And you will get rusty if you don't get up on stage. That, but a lot of these, like Ellen DeGeneres came out with a new special. Terrible. 
It really is. She can't relate to people anymore, and she hasn't mm. performed comedy oh, in yeah. so long. She used to be really good, too. It, yeah, yeah, and she was yeah. brilliant back back in the 80s. I thought she was mm-hmm. brilliant. She's, I think we got her picture and autograph up. Oh, on you did. I saw it. <laughs> I, I sat there but no, I, I thought she was a brilliant comic back in the day, but now she's been on top for so long, she can't relate to the people that laughed at her stuff. I mean, they're going to laugh now because it's Ellen. Right. right. You know, kind of like that first Dave special. There are a lot of people that were mad at me because I said it wasn't very good because for him it wasn't it wasn't up to Dave Chappelle's mm-hmm. standards he has since recovered and he's doing better now because he's performing again right but one of the things I respect the hell out of Seinfeld for is when he quit the show I mean he hadn't performed comedy in a while yeah. and when he quit that show he didn't run out and get a new special no mm-hmm. he could have but no, he started out going to mics. He started back out going to smaller clubs, doing shows, building his material before he did a new special. And that's why that's if these comics that were coming back from that did that, it would improve their the quality of their first special returning just by an unbelievable amount. And that's I, I'm not wild about Seinfeld's comedy, but as as a comedian, I respect the living hell out of him because right. he yeah, does. And and part of the reason he did that, he wanted to see if he could do it again. Right. Sure, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. But uh, well, there's there's only been one of the newer specials that I've seen from these comics that haven't done it in ten years that I thought was still on fire the same as he was back in the day, and that's Chris Rock. The oh, new special yeah. he came out with after not performing for so long was freaking amazing. That th- it was that blew me away because I knew he hadn't performed in a long time either. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's amazing. I would, yeah. I, I would love to see uh, how Eddie Murphy does getting back on stand-up, if he ever does. Like, I have heard he was going to. I thought I, I had thought heard the same. Netflix special yeah, I thought he was going to do a Netflix special. Oh. I'd, and I, I hope he doesn't rely on his star power, and he I hope he does it the Seinfeld way and works on his material to get it to where it needs to be. Yeah. I do, too. Because even a veteran comic, somebody that's been doing it for a long time, if they go up with untested material, it's probably not going to be good. Yeah. It's been <laughs> a long, long time for him. Eddie, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's been a long... I mean, he was doing, like, the Haunted Mansion kind of, like, yeah. friendly... <sighs> Well, daddy daycare and stuff like that, yeah. you know, like <laughs> just getting paid. But yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he was trying to get over the uh, the hookers and the the porno mags. And <laughs> I can be wholesome thing. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not I'm not all about the transvestite hookers. <laughs> all right, Don. That brings us back around to you, sir. Um, and we're going with least favorite now. Uh, either way. Are, either I, way. <laughs> There are so many that I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> How to settle on uh, one. Yeah, to, to talk about the least favorite, I mean, I think I made a joke about Dane Cook earlier being wild back <laughs> in clubs because nobody wants to laugh anymore because of COVID-19. But, no, Dane Cook is terrible. I mean, he – I don't – I know he was accused at one point of stealing jokes off of Louis C.K. I don't see how. Because Louis C.K. is funny. <laughs> Dane, Dane Cook is one of those comics that, that came out, and it's like he's loud and obnoxious. He must be funny, because why else would somebody try to draw that much attention to themselves? Yeah. And that's, that's all he was. he was. He was like a Dane Cook special. I'd rather listen to White Noise, you know, because it's basically the same thing. Yeah. D- Dane Cook is like... Pumpkin spice to you know, <laughs> and it's crazy how on 
like how it it was for a time, you know, yeah. like yeah. what was it, like two or three years, like he was oh, the fire, comedian. Yeah. I liked his. Yeah. Oh, he had a couple small like thirty minute episode shows that were on that I enjoyed, and then he had one like hour long one that was good. After that, it was. It wasn't funny anymore. It was just stupid. He just seemed to yeah. drop off the face of the earth. Yeah. And that just might be because I wasn't paying attention to where what he was doing. But well, got as somebody who was, oh, yeah, was he did as movies prominent and, as that to just whew, seemingly disappear from radar, you know, I, he, must, he must have got some bad feedback. Yeah. <laughs> he listened to one of the specials. Oh, <laughs> I'm not funny. <laughs> Well, maybe he would say maybe he stole too much of Louis C.K.'s material. (laughs) (laughs) Had to go underground for a while. (laughs) Zing! I like that. (laughs) All right, that brings us back around to Jack. I don't think I have any comedians that I hate because I don't remember them usually if they're that bad. (laughs) That's fair. But one of my uh, my other favorite ones is uh, Eddie Izzard. I don't know if you guys know. I've heard the he name, is. but I'm not yeah, aware. I've, heard, I've no. heard the name. I'm not He's familiar a with. Transvestite comedian, English guy. He usually comes up all done up in makeup and nice pantsuits and stuff. He was just, uh, one of the disco boys in Mystery Men, Jeremy. I know. Really? He, yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, that is sounding familiar. But his feel- stuff, every one of his specials he's been on, it's almost tears in my eyes crying. I don't know if it's because he's British and I. He might have some of that British humor, yeah. And my family comes from that, so it's 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 an easy one for me sometimes. Yeah. But uh, he also did a show on FX a while back that he was. It wasn't a comedy show. He was a the husband. It was a family, and they were a bunch of con artists, and they moved to this town trying to get away from somebody or other. And they found this house that was empty and lived there and conned the whole neighborhood and the kids were conned. <laughs> it, was, it was a good show. It didn't last very long. Sounds good. Did you grow up on uh, Are You Being Served as well? <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> Not only that, but uh, I love show before, before, Keeping yeah. Up Appearances. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Keeping Up all Appearances. Right, right. Yeah. Mrs. Bouquet is yeah. the best. <laughs> 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 yep, I, I've watched all that. I, 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 there's one I'm watching now called Still Game, which is uh, Scottish. Mm. Okay, and that's that one's a lot of fun. It's it's two old two old pensioners that are uh, still getting into trouble. <laughs> they, the the part that cracks me up is there's a, the little convenience store they go to and buy their groceries all the time is run by a uh, Middle Eastern guy, and he's always arguing with his wife, and she doesn't speak English, so she's always talking crap about everybody. Right. And then. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what language it is. <laughs> but, and they'll argue with him speaking English and her speaking, you know, her native language. And it's just, it's goofy as hell. But that's, that's, awesome. that's another good one. I like some What's good British called? comedy. Uh, Still Game. Still Game. It's okay. on Netflix right now. All right. I think the thing with British comedy, I think that the accent lets them get away with more. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's kind of like, well, Australian comedians. Have you ever same, watched yeah, Jim Jeffries? Yeah. That that man throws the c word around like it's nothing, and it's totally acceptable. <laughs> yeah. And uh, have you have you watched any of his comedy? Uh, I think so. I know his. Uh, he's got a couple of that are on Netflix right now. I think that were yeah. Advertised I think, I think for a he while. does. I remember one of his early ones. He, he's just talking about. Uh, 
it's such a gross story to talk about, but he's talking about how he went to this, uh, he was over in Amsterdam and he went to this uh, porn warehouse and he bought himself, it was the, the Jenna Jameson rubber vibrating vagina. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to have this wank <laughs> and uh, it breaks and this little vibrating egg comes out of the end of it. And he's like, so I'm bummed because it's not like I can take it back to the shop and say, would you look at that? I bought that an hour, home, an hour ago, took it home and fucked it. Now that cunt's broken. <laughs> <laughs> he said, so I, I'm, I'm bummed, but, you know, uh, I've got a lot of lube. I've got a lot of porn on the telly. I've got a rubber, vi I've got a plastic vibrating egg. I did what any man would do. I lubed up the egg and stuck it in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes through this whole story where he's, uh, you know, that bit of shame when you when you had a wank and you you know you're thinking, what'd you do that for? You're a grown man. <laughs> so he goes to he's he's like, needless to say, I wanted to kill myself. I still had a plastic egg hanging hanging out of my ass. <laughs> so he grabs a cord and the cord breaks off. <laughs> oh my god. Well we'll just fast forward to day three. <laughs> I decided if it's up my ass one more day, I was gonna go to hospital. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> but I really didn't want to go to hospital in Amsterdam saying, You never guess what happened to me. <laughs> They'd probably say, you have an egg up your ass? <laughs> Go join the queue with the other Australians. <laughs> but he talks about how he finally gets it out of there with a pair, <laughs> a pair of chopsticks. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's like, so I, I have one chopstick in on top of the egg in a crowbarring fashion. I have the other one back there to kind of uh, widen the hole. <laughs> in one smooth motion, I'll pop it right out. Followed by three feet of shit. <laughs> About this point, I thought to myself, probably should have done that in the bathroom. <laughs> but yeah, that's... <laughs> you are killing me. <laughs> but yeah, he can get away with that because of the Australian accent. It's brilliant. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, I could, I, the, the first line alone, I could hear you say five times... Just in that accent. <laughs> I mean, I feel like you could pull that off with a redneck, ac redneck accent, though. Not as well, though. Yeah, not, not as, as well. well, though. I, no. Yeah, I couldn't see Donnie Baker doing that. <laughs> there is a, there's a subtle sense of sophistication with that accent. No yeah, matter, even if, when you're talking about that. Yes. yes. <laughs> not with a redneck accent. Fair enough. Yeah. They, they do have the PBS, BBC kind of spin to it. Right. <laughs> Imagine. Is this masterpiece theater crapped all over the hotel room? If Larry Cable, the guy, told that joke, it would not work. But, yeah, in fairness, though, most of Larry's didn't. Agreed. 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 Said out loud at Wiley's. I love, I love it. It's okay. Larry's never been here, probably wouldn't. Nor will he ever be. There's a meme that I found that said uh, it was asking different people uh, how they call their cat. And then said, you know, some Americans say, oh, pss, 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 and this other person, I can't remember what, where they were from. It was about along the same line. But it says, the Scottish guy says, oh, we just say, come here, you wee cunt. But it was all in reading it. In reading it, you just hear that, the way that they say it. Yeah. And it yeah. just made it that much funnier. <laughs> cat comes up running. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I think my last pick here is going to be it's somebody I don't even, it's going to be a least favorite, but I don't really have anything against him other than the fact that he's just always, always in your face, Kevin Hart. I don't know too much of his comedy. A little bit I have heard. 
I laughed, but at the same time, it wasn't totally relatable. You know, he's talking about, Miranda, you might find more uh, relatability there, you know, married with children kind of humor and stuff. But it's just so irritating how, like, every week there seems to be a new Kevin Hart special coming out <laughs> like, or a new Kevin Hart movie. Like, wasn't there one, like, Die Hart coming out? Like okay, yeah. they're just going to keep like heart and soul, like uh, whatever the heart wants. Part uh, <laughs> of Mar- I don't know. Like I just, I feel. I get what when you hit a stride, you need to maybe step back and like let that high note ring out for a little bit before you just marinate yeah. in it. Before yeah, you just yeah push out your next thing. But I mean, he's just like a rabbit breeding, just pushing out uh, comedy specials. I get what you're saying because I. So I listen to Pandora a lot, and I'll have my Robin Williams um, mm-hmm. Pandora station on it, and Kevin Hart's on there a lot. And I don't laugh probably as hard at that, but if I see him, like, on YouTube or, like, a special where I can physically see him, he's funnier to me, if that well, makes yeah. sense. Well, he's, he's an expressionist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that, that yeah, might a, be a lot of time. A lot of times, if you're more animated on stage, it can sell. It can sell a joke that's not as good. <laughs> yeah, unless you're Robin Williams, <laughs> right? <then>. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I know what you mean because I mean, especially him. He's got this this like blank face thing he kind of does uh, at the end of a lot of his jokes, and yeah. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of like a yeah. It might as well be a big flashing applause sign, you know, right. above yeah. his head, kind of a thing. <laughs> but but, uh, but I, it's. It's easier to do if you're to to sell a joke with a, with a little bit of animation. That's why sure. watching a live show or watching a, a video of a show is you're going to laugh more than if you're just listening to it, right? Because mm-hmm. unless unless you're Stephen Wright, you're being active on stage, and it's going to sell. But even with Stephen Wright, what sells a lot of his jokes is the fact that he's not moving; he's just stuck to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, nothing against the guy. Just right, go away right. for a while. <laughs> Just go the hell Give away. Give us a break. I feel like I'm having a heart attack. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and that's a great note, I think, to end that retro roundtable on. <laughs> so, go away, Kevin Hart. All right, so... <laughs> with that behind us, let's turn our full attention over to Don and just talk about... Man, I don't even know where to start with you. You've got so many things under your belt here. I'm trying to find out what started first. Was it the life, uh, life radio show, or was it your stand-up career? Actually, I started the stand-up first. I started okay. the, the, at the time, I was, uh, I was going, like I said earlier, I might have been on when we were recording my show. I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> Everything's blurring together. <laughs> <laughs> but I, was, I went back late to finish my bachelor's degree mm-hmm. just because it's something that was on kind of my bucket list, and I thought, let's knock this out. And while I was doing that, I was so busy, but that's when I started performing stand-up comedy. And I wasn't able to get a lot of stage time just because I had so much going on with school and working full time. Plus, I was doing some acting then, but not a lot. Uh, But I just I just didn't have the time to get on stage as much as I wanted. But I was making connections in the local comedy community. So I thought, you know, I, I wanted to hold on to those connections and possibly make more connections. Well, Wright State University, where I was finishing my degree, they have a radio station. Yes, WWSU, they do. WWSU, 106.9 FM, oh. which you can still find the Life Radio Show on. Are <laughs> yeah. we going to be on there? Uh, yeah, I don't think there was enough cussing to where I can hold you out. So, yeah, I'll, I'll God damn it. put you on. I'll pat definitely on put the you back on the on <laughs> But, no, that's, I started the, uh, the Life Radio Show as a way to stay in contact with a lot of the local comics because I was spending so much time at the at the school anyway. 
because I was going back full time. I was taking 16 to 18 credit hours. Sure. And working full time with everything else going on. So it was kind of, it was, it was a crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> but since I was at the school so often, I figured I'd get into this radio show thing yeah. and I could bring comics on and talk to them, which the cool thing about that is a lot of the local comics, that was their first time doing an interview. It was their first time being on a radio show. And it got to be a lot of fun. And then yeah. just once I graduated, I was I knew the people at the station well enough that they let me continue with my show. And there for a while, I was actually, I took a job at Wright State in their HVAC department because I'm a, I'm a heating and air guy and an electrician and all that stuff when I'm not doing all the other things that by I do. By day. Yes, yes. And <laughs> I'm a mild manner HVAC tech by day. <laughs> In my secret life, my my, uh, my alter ego. That's the will. Clark Kent. Yes, that is the Clark yeah. Kent, which, yeah, that's Clark Kent, the HVAC guy. <laughs> <laughs> Clark Kent's heating and air. <laughs> I'd call you. But yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's <laughs> but no, that's uh, that's... When I started that, that's that was the idea is to get the local comics on to stay in contact with them. And that's once I kept that going, even after I graduated, and when I was working at Wright State, of course, I was going back to grad school for a mm-hmm. while. And uh, then I realized, what the hell am I doing this for? <laughs> <laughs> it's an English degree. What am I going to do with it? You know, if I go, go to grad school, I get my master's, maybe I can teach, which I don't want to do. No, <laughs> or no. I can get a, you know, in a doctorate program. By the time I get my doctorate and I can teach college, uh, I'm going to be 58 years old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what the hell is the point of this? So I, uh, yeah. I ended up getting, I ended up quitting grad school. But I, I did finish my bachelor's, which is something, I guess. You know, it keep, keeps me in HVAC. More than that. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's a good amount of debt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, no, I, I, uh, I kept the show going afterward, and then I turned it in about almost four years ago now. It was J- January 2017 I turned it into the podcast as well. Nice. So that got it out there more. There were some shaky issues with a podcaster that I worked with for a while as a co-host. But yeah, uh, we all have those stories if we've been in the business long enough, yeah, don't we? Yeah, we certainly do. <laughs> but no, the, the the live radio show is kind of my weekly escape. When I was doing the live shows in the studio, I mean, because I work all day. And I go in and do that show at night, and most of the time I go in there, I just want to go home and mm-hmm. have a drink. I don't want to go to the studio and talk to people. But a minute, two minutes into the show, I'm having a blast. And that, sure. to me, that's, that's my little escape from reality. Yeah. To get a, to get to go on there and pretend to be you know somebody special. <laughs> you are special, Don. Don't play yourself down. Thanks. <laughs> you love, love me. You, you really love me. I love what you were saying, though, or just rather the idea of how the show came to be. You know, you didn't have time to do what you were loving, so this was a way to keep yourself in that world while right. you had to step away. That and now look. And now look. Yeah, this is this is a weird story on this. Oh, we're getting to that one for sure. <laughs> um, really quick, though, the Life Radio Show, the name, where does it come from? Very curious. You know, basically, I was getting ready to start this show at the radio station, and I had to have a name for it. And they said, what name do you want? And I had no idea. <laughs> and my thought at first was, have you, have you ever watched uh, Johnny Dangerously? 
<coughs> the long movie. time. Hmm? Yeah. Well, there were the the opening song on that is an, is Weird Al Yankovic singing "This Is the Life." Then okay. I like that song, so I was like, "Oh, we'll call it the Life, and that'll be my opening song." Which That's of course cool. I can't use now because yeah. of the, all the copyright infringement, <laughs> legal <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Like Weird Al needs the money. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool, though. I like that. I like that a lot. But yeah, that's, that's. I just haven't changed it. I, you know, it's working though. It, it works. It's, it seems to work, but every now and then I get somebody listening to my show that thinks it's something religious. <laughs> <laughs> What a rude awakening they're up Boy, for. are they shocked. <laughs> Either that or they convert. I don't know. <laughs> Lead with the golden cock episode. <laughs> that was that was such a fun episode. That's why I miss doing the on-air, the in, in the studio, live on the air shows. Sure. Because uh, Scotty Mays and ha- Autumn Hatcher are two of my, I would have them on frequently as guest co-hosts. And that's how the Golden Cock episode <laughs> came about because we started going Facebook Live when we were in the studio. And Scotty Mays, a uh, wonderful human being, absolutely love him to pieces. He is a uh, bodybuilder. And he uh, that that's he's a recovering addict, and that's kind of what that's kind of his oh, thing to keep going. And yeah. he uh, he decided one day uh, somebody sent him a message while we were doing a live feed, to, told him to take his shirt off. So here he is on my live feed with his shirt off, being all you know, being all muscular and sexy. <laughs> and uh, Autumn Hatcher, who is a beautiful young actress I've worked with several times, love Autumn to pieces. Uh, she sent a message that said, looks like when I come back on as guest co-host, I have to step up my game. So I thought, okay, you guys are competing against each other, and I'm going to bring you on the same show. We'll even give you a trophy, which was a little as a rooster. It was the Life Radio Show's coveted golden cock. What the a fun thing about that. Award. Yeah. Oh, yeah, not everybody can get a cock like this. <laughs> but, that, yeah, that was the whole episode was just nothing but cock jokes about a rooster, and which, of course, is making my producer go nuts. Yeah, because there's nothing he can do. And the bad thing is, uh, Don Maltrip is a uh, 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 actress in a in a model uh, from New York. Well, she was calling into that episode. <laughs> she wasn't watching the live feed. <laughs> she didn't she know it was concept. a trophy. All she heard was me continuously talking about who was getting my cock. <laughs> and she is a she's. <laughs> she's not that type of humorous person. No, she's very she, prim and she, proper yeah, she, type. She did, yeah, she's very proper. She did not know what was going on. So she calls uh, Steve, who set her up to go on my show. And she's like, Steve, should I be on this show? This guy keeps talking about this guy. <laughs> <laughs> and it was only after, because I did... Uh, I do a two-hour show when I'm doing do it live. I'll have a guest on for the first hour, a guest on for the second hour. So mm. I break it up into two podcast okay. episodes okay. for the week, because two hours for a podcast is yeah. lengthy. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So that's that's why I started doing that. Well, it wasn't till after her hour was over, she started watching the live feed from the second hour and saw the trophy, and she sent me a message. She's like, "I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, I didn't even think about you not I thought knowing, I was being but brought- that's the Hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh my God. 
<laughs> that was a great story. I, I, uh, yeah, little I, loophole I, things you get yeah, away with, yes. right? Absolutely, absolutely. On Candare, though, we probably just have to say a big golden dick, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you had show me your cans there for a while. There you go. We yeah. did have. Yeah, I forgot that about contest. that. So our logo is a is a Candare. It's a can. A can that has our logo on the front of it. We had a contest where people could print out the label at home, wrap it around a Campbell's soup can, take a picture of the can, and then send it to us. The best one got a plethora of comics, and yeah, we nice. called it Show Us Your Cans. Nice. And uh, yeah. that's what he's referring to. So yeah. I, I, it's not as cool as Golden Cock, but <laughs> forget. I don't know. It's, it's still pretty cool. That, that, would, uh, that would do that would do, do well on the radio. I'm, yeah. I'm jealous of the Golden Cock. I understand. A lot of, a lot the, of uh, folks are. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're talking about with the gold cock because I kept hearing it earlier, and I'm just thinking the big gold dick <laughs> until I hear the story, and I'm like, oh, okay, that makes more sense. Now you know, and knowing is Jack was slightly battle. disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he thought he was in for something. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! <laughs> Please tell me we can clip in the oh, Lemming Wink song Al here. He's coming up, doesn't he? <laughs> oh my God! Okay, so as far as your stand-up, and now the owner of a comedy club, Wiley's Comedy Club. How did this come to be? What was the what was the inspiration it to was, get in this club? I didn't have any really. <laughs> Here, the fun thing is, is I, I started out. This is one of the earliest clubs, first clubs I performed performed in. I performed in several times. It's a great club to perform in if you're if you're starting out. If you're a veteran, it's just just it's a family feeling kind of club it's not like it's not corporate we are <laughs> we are anything but corporate here <laughs> but it's changed hands a lot recently when i first started performing uh uh well, how can I not think of his name? He's on the wall out there. But <laughs> it, but the, the, it was owned by one of the comics that, that uh, actually wrote for a lot for Bob and Tom, was on Bob and oh, Tom and um, a lot. Uh, hey, uh, Haywood Banks? No, no, uh, not Haywood Banks, although he was here fairly recently. He was. I know he yeah. used to be on Tom and uh, Bob Tom. and Tom, yeah. yeah this Bob is, and Tom. Uh, Jeez, it's been a minute <laughs> since I've listened to him, but yes. Yeah, I cannot believe I, I can. Uh, Rob Haney, there it is. Rob Haney owned the club. And he uh, he sold it to a group out of that was based in Indianapolis that also owned Morty's that owned several other comedy clubs around and uh, they made a lot of changes and they had a general manager in here who was who was a friend of mine and uh, there ended up being a little rift between the general manager and the owners I sided with the general manager so I was actually banned from performing at Wiley's. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was banned from the club that I now own, which <laughs> sounds a lot cooler than what it really is. <laughs> so you pulled a Bruce Wayne and like, I'm just right, going to buy the club. I'm just going to buy it. And I'll ban you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I get along with the, with the previous owners fine now. I mean, right. uh, he, he, one of them still comes back and performs quite a bit here. But uh, what had happened was they sold the club again to a group that I'm now part of, but I wasn't at the time. Uh, the person that brought me in, what had happened is I booked Karen Jaffe, who's a local comic. I booked her on the Life Radio Show, and she had to cancel on me last minute. But she didn't want to leave me hanging because uh, she was a polite guest and a good person. She <laughs> said, I'm not just going to leave you hanging by canceling. I have another guest that you can have on. And it was the then new owner of Wiley's. 
who was coming on to the show. So I said, okay, cool. And he came on to the show. We had a blast. He came on several times. He did, uh, uh, he was on a couple times a month. And then it got to the point where Wiley's was needing some extra money. It was just things weren't looking great and they needed a little influx of cash. So I was offered to buy in as a partner. And that's what I did. And shortly after I got in, the, uh, the owner that brought me in, uh, we found out some things about him. I and the, me and the other partners did. And uh, we ended up getting rid of him. And that meant that I was now the only uh, owner that lived in the state of Ohio. So, <laughs> wow. so I was going to be a silent partner that just put some money in, and all of a sudden I had to be uh, much louder than I ever thought I would be yeah, as far as an ownership. So yeah. I was, yeah, I pretty much was it. Uh, fortunately, we have a, an amazing staff here. Uh, my general manager, Erica, is is simply amazing. She really, right. she runs the show. I don't. I mean, she runs the club. Uh, she'll she'll send me messages says if i is it okay if i do this it's like why are you asking me <laughs> have i ever said no don't do that sure. no just yeah. you you know what you're doing sure and so fortunately because i've been taking a step back a little bit from the club lately and she's been she actually is the reason the club still exists because before the previous owners sold it to the group that i'm with now uh they were going to close they were just going to shut the doors and walk away and Erica went up to him and said, guys, I, I don't want this club to – she's been here for 18 years. Oh, wow. She said, I don't want this club to close. Is it okay if I book people and I keep running the show so long as you don't lose money? And they said, we really don't care. So she kept the club – she ran the club pretty much by herself with no support for like six months wow. before wow. we ended up buying in. So, yeah, she is absolutely amazing. True saint, yeah. Yeah, and wow. I, there's, this club would not be here without her, so – Wow. That's a cool story, though. That's really cool. It's cool to have a staff, uh, and I can relate like with these guys, it's cool to have people that got your back. Because yeah. if, if not, you're just doing it all yourself, and you're going to get burned out and say, fuck it, I'm done with the coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I'm close anyway. <laughs> but no, it, we, the, the staff here is amazing. We've, we've had a few changes recently, but uh, we got some people to step in. We actually, we like to get a lot of comics to work for us. So uh, John sure. Morris is a local comic, brilliant and funny. He actually, his first time on stage at Wiley's was my first time on stage at Wiley's. We, oh, we really? actually, we were both first timers when we came up and he, uh, he works in the kitchen now. He's our cook. Uh, so if you want some awesome nachos, get in here because John takes pride in his work. He, he really does. He is the nacho king here in Dayton. And you, you, can, you can get some great nachos at Wiley's Comedy Club. Call him when, up. When, John, when, John's <laughs> when John's working. <laughs> can I get John's schedule before we <laughs> <laughs> This club itself has a lot of history. Oh, yeah. Through it. The stage that we're all sitting here next to recording. Some names you can drop that have been oh, on the well. stage. Uh, well, Dave Chappelle used to be here a lot. He he kind of started out in the area because, of course, he's local. He lives sure, over right. in Yellow Springs. Uh, so this was kind of his home club for a while. Unfortunately, a general manager that was here, uh, actually the same one I ended up getting banned because of, he uh, he pissed Dave off. Mm. And Dave has not been back since, which is, which is a little heartbreaking because he's, he's right there. I mean, yeah. when he had last year when they had the uh, the incident down here and they did the Dave Chappelle event down here. Yes. Dave was right up the street and never even stopped by. Really? But 
you know, he. I don't know if he knows that it's new management. I really don't know. But the, but the, the, the thing with Dave Chappelle is he likes to talk to people. He's he's he likes to chat with people. And what had happened that, that made him mad is he was trying to talk to this general manager who just wouldn't stop playing with his phone and wouldn't listen to anything Dave was saying. So he's just like, well, fuck you. Why am I, why am I even here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hope that was some important information. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's more important exactly. on your phone? Because, I mean, he'd stop in for open mics on Sunday nights. Jesus. And work on material before you'd see him on uh, Letterman or something the next day. That's wow. crazy. That is cool. We're going to have to get on that stage before we leave, guys. But, yeah, we, we've, we've had a lot of people came through, a lot of big names. We were we were said something about Larry the Cable Guy earlier. I don't think Larry's been here, but uh, Foxworthy definitely has. Oh, wow. Uh, all those pictures we have out there, Bill Hicks, Foxworthy, Gallagher, <laughs> all those guys, they've all been here. Yeah. I saw you who know. else was Ellen. Tom Jim, Green. Ellen, Tom Ellen, Green. Ellen's been here. Yeah, Tom Green's been here. It's been a little while. Uh, I think he was Chris back Rock. here in 2015. Yeah, I don't know if Chris there. Rock has been here. Oh, sorry, I thought it was. Never mind. I glanced walking by, but it might it might have been. It might have been. It's uh, yeah. It's been. I haven't memorized all of them that are out there. <laughs> there's been so many of them, Randy. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot. Yeah, Tommy Chong's on the wall out there. He's nice. been here a couple yeah, times. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwait used to come here quite a bit. Oh, that would be cool. Yeah, that would be so cool. Yeah, because he still performs every now and then, but he he makes movies now. Yeah. And he makes some good movies. <laughs> you ever seen the movie Windy City Heat? I don't think I've seen that one, no. Boy, it is a convoluted... <laughs> it's, the whole movie's a practical joke, but he's in it. And it's it's uh, a lot of uh, Jimmy Kimmel's friends he grew up with and got his start with that do this film. It's on YouTube, actually. You can watch yes, it for free. Yes. Windy City Heat. Check it out. You have never seen anything quite like it, but Bobcat's in it, for sure. <laughs> You hear these guys snickering? Let that be good incentive. Oh, just <laughs> and I haven't even seen it. I've just heard about it. Yeah, you know. You know. <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy told me about this movie like right when I first started podcasting with these guys. And it was like 11 o'clock. And I'm like, yeah, I'll turn on for a few minutes and YouTube while I'm you know, laying in bed. I, was, I, I watched it twice that night. I was up till like 2.30. <laughs> My wife was getting pissed at me because I'm in the bed like convulsing, like I'm silent laughing so hard. It, it, it's just the shit they put this guy through, but he totally deserves it. He deserves every bit of it. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll definitely have to check yeah, that yeah. Oh, please, you will not regret it. You won't regret it. But I would imagine as a, uh, as a stand-up comedian, and now... Like to then own a comedy club that's had so much history, not only in the area but through. It's got to be an incredible feeling, right? I mean, that's got to be sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. The, the, the no, I, I absolutely love the club. I really yeah. do. I, uh, I am. I'm. I'm trying to get out of it just because uh, it's. It, it is very stressful, and I have so much going on that I can't put as much attention onto the club as it deserves. Mm-hmm. So I uh, so if anybody's looking to buy a comedy, <laughs> we <laughs> might be able to work something club. out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you about is I've heard in some of your previous episodes and just during our conversation sitting here, uh, you're into acting as well, like yes. movie yes. Uh, production. Can you tell us at all about that? Well, I actually started in uh, local theater uh, in my early 20s, early to mid 20s, and uh, that's actually my first love is theater. Mm-hmm. And the only thing is it takes, that's three months of your life yeah. that you're dedicating to this at minimum. And it's, uh, so the, the time constraints, that's actually why I started performing stand-up comedy is because I, 
you have that itch to get on stage, but you can't do theater because you don't have that kind of time. Right. Yeah. Uh, in fact, a sad, a sad story about 2020 is if we need more is in January, one of the reasons I decided to take a break from stand-up is I wanted to get back on stage for theater. Mm. And now oh. everything's shut down. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But no, I... I uh, I started acting in movies. Uh, the first one was called The Monster's Mind. That was back in, like, 2004 we shot that. And it, it went to the festival circuit and never really did a whole lot. But it was it was a little more difficult back then uh, to get things out there just because. Sure. Uh, but now, I mean, with so many streaming services and so many different, different avenues you can take, yeah. it's easier to get a film out now i think yeah like amazon prime i think as long as you have a uh have a wallet and a pulse you yeah. can get something yeah. on. Yeah. yeah i have several i have several that i'm in on amazon prime that's awesome <laughs> i'm well, sure I, there's more qualifications involved and, in that and, and some tv series <laughs> i was on uh, uh boggy creek the bigfoot series on amazon prime nice. right really? now. that was that was filmed by uh directed by uh, henrik kuto who I think we talked about a little bit earlier. I think so, yeah, yeah. Maybe not on the episode, but we did talk about him. <laughs> uh, I've worked with Henrik a lot of times. That's actually how I got back into acting, is I got involved with Henrik when he was doing uh, Calamity Jane's Revenge. So I got to be killed by Calamity Jane, played Ooh. by the, the, the lovely Aaron R. Ryan, who has killed me in several other movies. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it's, it's like, it's, it's such, it's, it, she's a wonderful human being. that She, she just kills me a lot. <laughs> I would be honored to be killed by you again. But yeah, that was that was my big opening role. Is I just uh, I got killed by Calamity Jane with my own pistol that she took out of my holster while I was taking a leak. <laughs> That's because we were. <laughs> I love indie film because it's like if you're an actor, you can just make a suucestion. They're like, okay, we'll try it that way. Because uh, that's we, he was looking for a way to get me killed, and it's like, well. She's unarmed right now because the last that fight she was in, she lost her her pistol. So why don't I just pee on this tree here, and she can come up and take it out of my holster? <laughs> so that's what we went with. And she <laughs> takes my takes my pistol out of my holster while I was taking a leak, and I turn around, and yell, "Calamity Jane!" And I lunge, and she shoots me dead. <laughs> that was that was my introduction into <laughs> Henrik movies. <laughs> that's what we'll do, Don. Go ahead and get your dick out and stand against right. <laughs> Perfect. I'm in. <laughs> I will reveal the golden cock and get shot for it. <laughs> My time to shine, no pun intended. But no, I, I started working with Henrik and a couple other ones. I was associate producer on a few of his. Uh, I don't think I was on Calamity. I might have been on Calamity Jane. I can't remember. But uh, Calamity Jane, uh, it, uh, wow, nothing good ever happens. I was on that, uh, which was The 2020 fun. story. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. But, uh, yeah, and of course he directed Boggy Creek, the Bigfoot series. I'm yeah. a featured lead on episode two, and that was that was a lot of fun. That is and, so cool. I'm so yeah. jealous uh, of anyone who can get behind the camera. I want to do it so bad. I think we all do. Yeah. Either extra they're, role they're, or They're something. out there. They're out there. Because yeah. get, get involved. If, if you want to get started and you do want to do something other than be background, uh, get involved with indie filmmakers. And that that's the thing. I could get my SAG card and I could probably go be an extra on some big movie, but... Why would I want to? I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because I enjoy acting. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. So why would I go be an extra and stand around for 12 hours doing nothing to make a little bit of coin when I can go onto a set and have a speaking role yeah. in an indie film? And, and be creative at the and same be, time. Yeah, and yeah. be creative. Uh, the one I'm working on right now is with uh, William Lee and Cinema, Cinema Lexicon Productions, which uh, a 
large part of that was we're supposed to film here tomorrow, but uh, William injured his hand and may not be filming uh, because they were supposed to film today somewhere else, and he couldn't do it. He had to cancel. But uh, William, I've worked with him on, I think this will be movie number eight wow. with him, and all of his get released. Uh, we usually get, if the movie makes money, the actors make some money. You know, so it is it is a paying gig just a little bit, but uh, sure. Yeah, I'm a producer on a lot of his now. That's Black Wolf that's getting ready to come out. There's some trailers up on uh, Facebook right now for that. Okay. Um, worked on a lot with him. My favorite one was uh, a zombie movie, <laughs> a zombie movie called Six Feet Below Hell, which was <laughs> uh, that that one released on Redbox. Oh, nice. And it was on Redbox for almost three years. That's really? crazy. Wow. Before the rentals got low enough that they pulled it. Almost wow. three years. It was amazing. Even big movies typically yeah. don't even stay in there. Yeah, I know. That, that's, that's, what, that's what was insane about that is how long it stayed on there. And the funny thing is the first week they were going to pull it because it wasn't renting. So, and then so it what, started renting, and it's like okay, and then just stayed on there for almost three years. Takes wow. that one person. And I got to, to I got to play such a fun character. Reggie, Reg, which his full name was Reggie Bob Ziegler, <laughs> and he is, he is a just just a kind of a slow redneck with a very sadistic streak. Oh, I like this character. And <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I was not cast as Reggie. This is what I love about independent film. Is what happened is uh, the night before we were supposed to be uh, filming that Saturday, Friday night. Uh, William puts a message on Facebook ranting about an actor that canceled that was supposed to play Reggie and they were filming tomorrow. Well, my character, I wasn't due on set for three weeks. So I just sent him a real quick message. I was like, well, hey, I can step in and be Reggie and you, you have three weeks to recast my character. I'm, you know, we'll work to get this done, whatever it takes. Because sure. that's indie film. You have to roll with what happens or you'll never finish it. If you wait for the perfect opportunity, you're never going to get it done. Right. So... I, I stepped in. He's like, okay, cool. So I stepped in as Reggie. And what that also did, that was, I think, the second movie I did with him. But that endeared me to him because mm -hmm. I stepped in and kind of took care of what needed to be done. Right. Which something, if, if you do that for a local filmmaker, you're going to be on their list of favorites and they're going to keep using you. <laughs> that, is a, that is advice to take to the bank yeah, right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, it wasn't even kissing ass. It was just doing, it was stepping in to do yeah. what needed to be done. And yeah. that's, that's indie film. Because yeah. the next day we got into film and the location, the guy that was supposed to let us into film, it was, was at the Thompson House down in Newport, Kentucky. Uh, he was passed out drunk inside and didn't let us in. <laughs> so here are all these actors and filmmakers standing outside this building going, what the fuck do we do now? So we start making a bunch of frantic calls, and we get a new location. Two hours later, we're on the new location. Here's the problem. The script was meant for the other location. Okay. Oh. Not this house that we're currently in. So we got to find we got to find a way to make it work. So my first day as Reggie was 100% ad-libbed. Wow. Nothing was scripted. It was so much fun. I bet. Cuz I, I uh, we're looking around for a way my introduction into the movie is I have to come in my daddy my daddy's being tied he's tied up and he's being threatened because we own the gun shop. Okay. He's being threatened by these three guys that are trying to get the guns because it's a zombie apocalypse. Nice. And <laughs> my job is Reggie, I got to come in and disable these 
three guys that have semi-automatic weapons, and I have to find a way to disable all three of them to save my daddy. So we're looking around for a weapon to use because this is where there was something at the other location where I could have done them all, done something all at once with something fall. It was a weird sure. thing that was set up. But we're looking around, and they got all these guns laying around, and we're supposed to be in a gun shop, and we got all these things laying around, these big swords and stuff that are our props, and we were in somebody's house filming this, and they just had a croquet mallet laying on the side of them. <laughs> so I looked over there, I was like, I found Ridgie's weapon. <laughs> so my introduction into that movie is you see me coming in with this croquet mallet, like, ah! That's amazing. <laughs> now that's and then the next scene is where I get a little twisted because, again, this is all ad lib. Right now the tables have turned. We got these three guys tied up in chairs, and they got these wounds, these croquet mallet-shaped <laughs> wounds on their heads. <laughs> and I'm just giggling and poking their wounds, <laughs> talking about how much, and then Daddy tells me to go get the big knife so we can cut them up. And that's when, that's when Reggie goes into a fit, and he's just, <laughs> just going nuts to go over and get this big knife. It was so much fun that I, th this is a spoiler. If you haven't seen the movie, this is a spoiler. Reggie was supposed to die in the next scene, but you didn't see his death on camera. So William went ahead, and we had so much fun ad-libbing that crap that William went ahead and rewrote the ending where Reggie came back and took out two of the main bad guys. That's oh, awesome. Wow. <laughs> so, that yeah, that's, I love independent film because you never know when you're going to get to be the hero accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie saves the day. That's where I came up with the name of Reggie Bob Ziegler because we that. were in the middle of this scene. And the, the, thing, the thing that happened is the, the reason I come back and kill this guy, he's actually the one that was pretending to be my daddy, but I found out that he actually killed my daddy. So as I'm going at him, I say, my name is Reggie Bob Ziegler. You killed my daddy. Prepare to die. Oh. <laughs> so, Do a little Princess he, Bride in there. Yep, and he kept oh. it in the movie. That is awesome. <laughs> wow, oh. that is gold. That is that's gold. That's gold. That I don't is care amazing. what was on that script before. <laughs> that's that's gold. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it's, it's a fun movie. It's a it's oh. a fun zombie movie. Very micro budget, but definitely definitely Those are a some fun of the best thing. movies. You <laughs> have oh yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> my hope is that someday, since they've kind of renewed uh, MST3K, my hope is to someday have one of my movies being torn apart on Mystery Science Theater 3000. Ooh, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's my dream. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe fun. your boys at Canned Air can uh, oblige you there. <laughs> we might be able to. Yeah. Might be able to. That's awesome. Well, you'll have to get a hold of William, who directed and wrote most of it. So, uh, you know, he, he's a martial arts expert <laughs> and, and a, a bodybuilder. So you'll so have to get his good side, you're saying. <laughs> Jack, Jeremy, why are you guys looking at me? <laughs> go, Randy, go. Man, you, uh, your life is so freaking interesting. All these things you've been a part of, I, I am just on the edge of my seat listening to all this. I'm very jealous, very jealous. I, I would love to get but into... Dude, uh, there's stuff out there, man. There's stuff I know. Out there, I'm, just it's just, I'm just I mean, lazy. I'm just lazy. It's a roller coaster at times. I mean, it really is because you got so much... When you have so much going on, mm -hmm. and sometimes it, it weighs on you. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet it which does. Is, but which is why I had that long argument with that vodka bottle last night. <laughs> <laughs> That's why vodka's there, to 
argue with. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> right? yeah. And you have to do it in a Russian accent. Because <laughs> there have been several of Williams' movies where he's demanded an accent. I did one, uh, The Goocher, I play a Russian um, mafia See, I'd be character in trouble in there. That, and, uh, we'll yeah, it. they're bad, they're bad. Give us a Russian accent, come on. I can't just, I can't oh, just pull can't. it out I'm like sorry. that. i got to prepare. He'll kill your fucking family. The first one... <laughs> The first one I was ever in with William, I talked about this when I was on uh, the the Screaming Chewy show with uh, uh, Jesus. Jesus, yeah, because I I had <laughs> my character in Three Knee Deep, which I think just got re-released to uh, streaming uh, some streaming sites. I was. <laughs> I was a member of the Mexican Mafia. <laughs> so the the funny thing is, and I actually, I, I developed a backstory in order for me to be okay playing this. And the backstory was, is that I was, I was involved in the Mafia in New York City. And I was in the witness relocation program. <laughs> they sent me down southwest, but I missed being in that lifestyle, so I got involved with the Mexican gangs. That's, <laughs> that's, it's, that's the only way that I could basically make it to where I could play brownface and not be not hate myself for the rest of my life. But it yeah, it was it was bad, especially there are parts in there that, that crack me up cuz I'll turn my head and whoever did my makeup forgot that I have ears and a neck. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, so yeah, there's been some fun things happening on set. <laughs> So jealous of your career, man. And again, like you said, there's there's avenues to do oh, very yeah. similar oh, things yeah. out there. And I'm, I think we're going to have to get, get involved with that kind of stuff, guys. Oh, yeah. I want to see Candare in front of a camera. <laughs> there you go. There you get go. Get my good side. <laughs> <laughs> you got one? Randy, stand over there. <laughs> go stand outside. <laughs> so, Don, Don, where can people check out uh, Life Radio and everything else you have going on? Uh, the Life Radio show, I just made sure last night it's on pretty much all of the uh, all the podcast apps now. I, I it wasn't last night, and then I got on there and fixed a lot of that. That is good for business. Attention. Yeah, it yeah. is. And when you can find it, it, it makes it a lot better. <laughs> now, I, I have a lot of links on uh, the life1069.com. It's a very outdated website that I uh, I updated a while back, and then something happened with my computer, and I lost everything that I updated. I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> but uh, the, the links are still good. Uh, there are additional links. My main feed is on uh, Podbean at the life1069.podbean.com. Uh, that's where you can go back all 447 episodes. Wow. Because what, what I do is uh, I, uh, I was putting out two episodes a week uh, until uh, COVID hit. Actually, okay. actually, February, I started dropping a third episode because I work with Steve Joyner, a publicist from L.A., mm -hmm. and he gets me so many interviews that it's like, well, I'm just going to add a third one. <laughs> so I'm putting out three brand-new episodes each week on uh, Sundays, Tuesdays, and Fridays. And then I do a Throwback Thursday episode where I take an episode from... Because a lot of the podcast apps, if you don't buy their big Cadillac and spend a bunch of money, right. you only get, like, you know, maybe 50 to 100 episodes. Yeah, right. Well, when you have 447, and sometimes there are some gems 
oh, that yeah. are back in your in your mm-hmm. files. And so I'm re-releasing a Throwback Thursday episode every Thursday. That's a good and idea. The one, the one this Thursday, you definitely have to check out. It's called Flailing Pikachu Style is, <laughs> is the name of the episode, episode. And it is the first appearance of my good friend Holly Shock. And we, we talked about Holly earlier. Yes. Wonderful human being. Absolutely a riot. And just so much energy and so much fun on the shows. And based yeah. on the conversation we had uh, before recording this about said episode, it's, it's one you're not going to want to miss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds absolutely. Amazing. Absolutely. I can't wait to listen to it. <laughs> but, yeah, they're, they're, ba- they're four, four chances a week uh, to listen to my silliness for an hour. And uh, just forget all the problems of 2020, and just have a few laughs because we we tr- yeah. we don't. I mean, every now and then I'll make a little comment that, but I don't usually get political. Yeah, we don't usually get religious. Although, mm-hmm. like like I said at, at one point, I, I think we did have the uh, Satanic Bible. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get really religious. Just on air. Just on air. After right. that. <laughs> We'll put pentagrams on the floor, summon demons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but it's, it's just it's an hour of escape. Yeah, it, and it that's really exactly is. what this world needs yeah. right now. So, Don, thank you so much for not only uh, being on the show, having us on yours, and inviting us here to the awesome Wiley's Comedy Club. Thank you so much. Yeah, if, if you guys didn't have plans this evening, I'd invite you to the show, and you could check out Mike Wells. But, you know, <sighs> like, yeah. like I said earlier, I wish I didn't because yeah. that sounds amazing. Uh, and based on the conversation, I would like his, uh, his material. Oh, yeah. I will oh, definitely yeah. be back. We will definitely yes. be back yes, we will. to this club. Definitely. This is awesome. Well, you, I, I, thanks for having me on. It, it's, it's been great talking to you guys, and I, I love getting to know new people all the time. You always that's, that's have a one seat. one of my favorite things. Okay. You always have a seat on Candare, sir. You're <laughs> always awesome. welcome. Awesome. Thanks, Don. Yep. Jack, what do we have on the website, sir? Go to candarepodcast.com where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show, follow us on all our social media, buy some merch, become a patron, see some YouTube videos, and if you'd like to be a guest and promote your work, send us an email on our contacts page. Oh, yeah, that's me. And, and don't forget to find us on Twitter at CandarePod and on Instagram at Cand underscore Air. And if you want to show a little support, get a little extra content, some merch for said support, head over to Patreon.com forward slash CandarePod. $5 a month gets you access to the Candair Patreon pod, a show you can only get there. And if you want pins, nightlights, uh, who knows what else is coming up? We have shout outs. Shout outs. Get to tell us what you want to hear on the show. Be part. Oh, yeah. You can control the episode. Basically yeah. a producer. We give power to you, the people. So, yeah, <laughs> patreon.com forward slash canned air pod. Randy, what am I forgetting? So if you need professional representation, please uh, check out our boy Steve Joyner, as mentioned. Yep. Um, yeah. And uh, check us out every uh, Friday night at or Friday, every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on Facebook uh, Eastern Time. It's been Tuesday for like a month. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> by the time you get everything working, it's Friday. Yeah. Pretty so, good. yeah, just check us out Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern. Play some Jackbox with Jack and I. Boom. Got it. There it is. That's all. The day may change. (laughs) (laughs) It's, again, just so awesome to be in this building. Inside history. I imagine this must be what it's like to have sex with Betty White. (laughs) And on that note. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing. All right. Until next time, I'm Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Randy Hardenbrook. And I'm Don Smith. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And always remember to be excellent to each other.
This is Reggie Bob Ziegler, and you're listening to the Candy Air Podcast. Isn't that right, Daddy? <laughs> Jimmy? Hey, it's Alpine! While you're waiting on your negligent parents to find you, why don't you pull out your mobile device and get on CandarePodcast.com? Shoot, it may even help him find you. Well, that makes no sense. Hey, what are you doing near my son? Time to split. G.I. Joe! Not a good joke? I thought you guys were going to like that one. I like the, the cricket sound. This has been a Canned Air production. You know, a lot can happen in seven minutes, and luckily, that's how long it takes me to tell a story. My name is Aaron Califato, and I'm the creator of 7-Minute Stories. I'm proud to partner with Evergreen Podcasts, and I'd like to invite you to join me on this journey. I'm going to take you on some crazy roller coaster rides using my unique extemporaneous storytelling style, and together... We're going to try to make sense of the world, all through the art of storytelling, and all in approximately seven minutes.